So, in that Meatloaf song in the 90s, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. What's the that you won't do? Because I already got mine. Well, you can start us off. Yeah. I won't say roll tide. It's fair enough. That's fair. I, uh, I won't get close to or kill a spider. I always make my wife do it. I hate him. Can't do it. Can't even be in a room with a spider. <laughs> Terrified. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't do it. Okay, and with that, I think let's just start. <laughs> I won't go to your party if you call it Friendsgiving. Can we not just get together and eat and like drink some whiskey without putting a stupid name on it? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about sports, I guess. Yeah, I've been sitting here for like three minutes trying to think of something, and there's just too many that I can't Connor would do say. anything, nasty boy. Well, I mean... <laughs> I get constant reminders every day of what I won't do for alleged love. So, <laughs> is this turning into a therapy session? Oh boy! <laughs> so let's, and then I get told that we're doing things for love, and that's what we end up doing. All right. So, well, uh, now we have that. I am Brian Wilkerson, New York Greensboro News and Record. Uh, with me is Adam Houston, the lead sports person editor at the Winston Salem Journal. Connor O'Neill. Mm-hmm. Ethan Joyce, they cover uh, Wake Forest and Appalachian State. Um, we've had an interesting couple of weeks. We're in the crossover season, basketball and football. Uh, things are going very well for Wake Forest football, not so well for basketball. Uh, the teams I cover, things are going well on the basketball front. Um, not so great on the football front for anybody, really. Um, well, state's okay. Yeah, state's pretty good. Um, uh, they really the only three... FBS football teams in the state worth paying attention to are represented here. Yeah, yeah. App State is uh, seemingly scraping along, getting it done. Things haven't gone particularly to plan, but um, but I guess the big story is Wake Forest basketball, 0-2 out of the gate. Talk about a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, hey It's not good. It's, um, you know, after the first game, you lose... 85-83 to Georgia Southern, and you can say, man, their defense was bad, but they got a combined 65 points from Keyshawn Woods, Brandon, not Brandon, Bryant Crawford, and Sean D. Brown, the freshman, who had nine rebounds to go along with 21 points. You think, okay, they're going to get this thing figured out. Then when you go and lose by 13 to Liberty, uh, I think it's time to sound the alarm bell already. <laughs> that, Liberty very well could win the Big South, but when you're a team in the ACC, you, you shouldn't be losing to a maybe could win the ace the the Big South team. I mean, it's it's just not good. And it's, Wake Forest is going to face a reminder of their failure against Liberty this weekend at yeah. the Paradise Gym in Lynchburg, Virginia. <laughs> Three games in that gym. Yeah, I mean they've already targeted it as this can make or break our season, and mm-hmm. when. When you, like you, you don't hear that, but you don't hear that talk until like January, yeah. until the start of conference play, or like those couple games like leading up to conference play where you try to really get something rolling. Two games in, two losses, first time since 1979. They started 0 and 2, by the way. This is early to be talking like this. I mean, and it's already kind of do or die. And by the way, that 1979 0 and 2 start was against Duke and NC State in the Big Four tournament. So ah. it's not like they lost to whatever the equivalents of Liberty and Georgia Southern were in the 70s. 
So the Deacons are currently, um, uh, defense is obviously the story. Uh, they're 149th in defensive efficiency against uh, a Sunbelt team and a Big South team. That's bad. Uh, effective field goal percentage, 292 in the nation. They're uh, letting other teams offensive rebound, get offensive rebounds. And most importantly, their free throw defense is bad. Their uh, opponents are shooting 85.7% on the free throw line. It's a direct reflection of the student <laughs> section down there. <laughs> so, I mean, is this, uh, is this fixable for Wake Forest, or are they just in a talent deficiency this year with what they lost in the offseason? And, you know, it's just going to be one of those years where they got to look, look forward to building for the future. I think they are not as talented as they think they were coming into the season. Um, that's not to say they're they're not talented. I mean, Bryant Crawford and Keyshawn Woods and Shawnee Brown, the three guys that I mentioned from the opener, those guys are all supremely talented. And Doral Moore is tall, and Mitchell Wilbekin and Brandon Childress can give you some things. Yeah. Doral Moore is tall? The, Big if true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. But... Uh, to, to hear a guy like Keyshawn Woods, who's in his fourth year in college, talk about how this team does not have a desire to play defense and does not have desire to get rebounds, that's what just, like I said, the alarm bells just, wee, wee, wee. can we get a sound effect? We need to, we're going to cut that and keep that forever. Ethan, uh, you're on the other side of the coin there, uh, and you're App State basketball team uh, beat somebody by 101 on opening day. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, what what was that arena like, like just watching it? I mean, because at some point, at what point do you start to feel sorry for the team? I don't know, the man. Like, team. I think I felt sorry for them when App clears the bench and they still just keep raining threes down on them. Like, the, you know, the, the guys at the end of the bench were just hitting everything that they got. Um, the crowd was really funny because I think they wanted to see App win big but then they kind of got into the like um, advertisement sponsorship things of like you know if your opponent misses two free throws everybody gets a free chicken sandwich or whatever and then and then all at once I think everybody started to realize like man I think we're I think we're getting ready to beat this team by 100 like it's like everyone started realizing like holy smokes that's almost 100 points difference and so then the place got a little rowdy again, and uh, yeah, it was wild. But I mean, that team wasn't very good. You know, that's just not. I don't know. That's not good. They went out and lost to somebody else by like seventy the next day. So Mercer, merciless yeah. Mercer. Yeah, merciless Mercer uh, took it to them. So that, that's unfortunate. Um, I mean, they got to play those games. They make a little money off of it, but it's unfortunate uh, that those kids have to go through stuff like that. Um, down my way, everything's off to a good start for everyone. I mean, Cam Johnson's going to be out for four to six weeks for Carolina, but um, I think the big deal there is that everyone thought that Carolina absolutely had to have him for his perimeter scoring, and suddenly Luke May is like looking like an all-ACC caliber player, um, and he's able to hit, get buckets all over the floor. So uh, I think Carolina is going to be able to navigate the stretch okay. they got a tough one coming up at Stanford on Monday night. Um, Cardinals pretty good. Playing at home, you never know lost, those games. They just lost to somebody last night, I think. Uh, maybe in Eastern Michigan or. Let's see. Let's go to videotape. Yeah. Meanwhile, Duke's off to a great start. They Eastern did lose to Eastern Washington. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Nice. All right. Wait, is Eastern okay? So is Eastern Washington's court red like the football field? That would be awesome. That would. I mean. Why? Why not? Why not? Go for it. 
Yeah, Duke's uh, Duke's off to a, a good start. They got they're winning games with Marvin Bagley on the bench for thirty minutes at a time with his eye injury, and I think that the most interesting thing by far down my way is NC State to this point. Um, NC State is, and they've beaten three mid-major, low-major teams, but I think it's the way that they've beaten them and the way that they've played and adjusted their style that's kind of the most interested. They're pl- interesting. They're playing. Um, they're ranked 35th in tempo nationally. They're playing defense. They're, they're third in turnover rate Wait, in the nation. What are they playing? <laughs> what, what did you say they were playing in, at NC State? Oh, it's basketball. Did it, did it start with a D, though? Yeah, a little defense. They're what? playing a little bit of defense, <laughs> yeah. They are third in the nation in turnover percentage. Sorry, I love you, Mark Godfrey. <laughs> so they are forcing opponents to turn it over at 31% rate, which is... Uh, more turnover. I think they've probably forced more turnovers in three games than they forced last season. Sounds about right. I was about to say, how does that uh, compare to the Gottfried era? <laughs> yeah, they, um, the Gottfried era, it, it had its highs with the offense, but I think I, I think that most people would say that the Wolfpack might not have been playing hard all the time. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah. Oh, that, that there team. Was, yeah. There were some. I think there were some definite losses where the team appeared to give up. You know, the Wake Forest, the blowout against Wake Forest last year was not good. That team last year took on the personality of Maverick Rowan, which is exactly what you want when you have the ninth overall pick, who's a point guard and transit. A transit. Killing don't it don't right me. now in Dallas. Also. Yeah, don't get me started on NC <laughs> <the laughs> State team last no, please, year. Please get started. That NC State team last year was. Because they had so much talent in so many spots, I was I thought you know I it's one of my least favorite teams ever to watch because it was just such a, a misuse of talent and and ability on the court at any given time. Can I drop some more App State basketball knowledge for a second? Yes, of course. <laughs> so of course. was talking to Jim Fox on Tuesday about the Puerto Rico tip off, which App plays Iowa State in today. It's the Myrtle Beach tip-off. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Horry County (laughs) tip-off. But he alluded to playing at Charleston next year, playing in Charleston next year. And they just announced that they're going to be playing in the the Gildan Charleston Classic. And the field is app along with Alabama, Ball State, Davidson, Northeastern, Purdue, Virginia Tech, and Wichita State. It's a pretty good field. That's getting pretty serious. Yeah, that's pretty pretty big deal to find your way into that field. I mean, Ball State's been a pretty good mid-major team, and Davidson, Northeastern's always at the top of the um, the CAA. So, um, good on App State on, on finding their way into that with obviously some good traditional programs, and then some some of the better mid-major programs in the country. I don't think I don't think we call Davidson a mid-major anymore in the A10. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So what do you think? What we've seen out of App State, sticking with that for a bit, um, they've beaten two lower division teams. I think they can compete this weekend in the Puerto Rico Horry County tip off. I mean, I definitely think this first game against Iowa State determines that. I think, you know, if they get that one, it may kind of boost up the rest of it. I think, you know, just this is like the the first real challenge they've had, like you said, all season. So I think this is this is a team that can be pretty solid this year. I don't know what a win total, like a good win total for this team would look like, but that starting lineup is just so big. They're, I think the shortest guy on the court for their starting lineup is 6'4", and it's Ron Shad Shabazz at point guard. And that ranges to like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, but you know, so you're not talking about really tall post players, but you're talking about like a very tall, you know, kind of 
more positionless lineup. Yeah, and that's that's what they need to do. And you know, I was thinking about that the other night when I was at Davidson, watching UNCW get its brains beaten in. Go Seahawks! Um, <laughs> Davidson is just running out at what looks like one six seven guy that can play on the perimeter. One you know six seven to six ten. All those guys can step out. Peyton Aldridge had thirty seven and. The re- he's such a matchup problem, and I think obviously is the sooner that App State can get more guys like that, um, that's that's what Fox wants to run up there. So, um, and, and the grand tradition of this podcast with our predecessor Brett Strelo, we like to tell Myrtle Beach stories. So, what better time than now? Does anybody have a Myrtle Beach tale that they want to? The new guys, especially. I I've banned myself from Myrtle Beach. I've only been to North Myrtle Beach, and that was once for lunch. Yeah, I've. What? I've not experienced Myrtle Beach. <laughs> huh? Like you have a lunch date at Myrtle Beach? Yeah, it was uh it was the right after my junior year in high in college. Went there with my girlfriend at the time. From where? I mean did you drive specifically to Myrtle Beach? No no no. We were staying in Sun <laughs> we were staying at Sunset. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Bubble yeah, Jump Shrimp Co. is not that good. <laughs> Our senior week, as a Marylander, our senior week was at Ocean City, Maryland, which... Isn't I've, that like the Myrtle Beach of Maryland? Yeah, it's, it's basically the trashier, or Whoa. probably as trashy what place. What Myrtle Beach? We're going to get a call from some PR people about this. They're going to mistake things that we're saying again this week. You're you're North Carolinian. You've spent yeah, some time. Yeah, I don't think I've ever. I never really. I mean, yeah, like we did, but I don't know. I always kind of avoided that beach more so than anything else. I can't. I don't really have a crazy Myrtle Beach story. It sounds like you had good parents. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> I feel pretty disappointing at the moment not having a a wild crazy Myrtle Beach story. I mean, I don't know how much you guys want to hear about Ocean City. We we had senior week down there. That seems like a good story. <laughs> yeah. Do we? Do, we might save that one for a trip to Maryland. Do, do you? You're North Carolinian too, so you you've got a Myrtle Beach story. Georgian. <laughs> but what? No, I'm kidding. Uh, my family was also good. Yeah. So I'm the yeah. only like the only person here with real white trash blood that grew up I going mean, to Myrtle. There was Beach. the time I left the family beach trip to go on a Tinder date, but whatever. <laughs> hey, fair enough. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes you gotta step out from the family, go on a walk, get some ice cream, go on a Tinder date, meet a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know. It's a good thing you didn't invite her for crab leg night down at Calabash the next night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that meeting with... Hey, family. Hello. Who's who's this? This is a right swipe. So, let's get back to football before we incriminate ourselves any further in whatever we've done. Uh, Connor, your football team, your football team, the football team that you cover, uh, coming out of nowhere and playing some of its best football of the season without some of its best players. Yeah. um, Just when you think Greg Dortch was everything to this offense, they're putting up better numbers without him. I will not say they're better without him, but, man, that that offense, uh, it's, it's hit a level that, I mean, Wake Forest as a program has never seen before. This is a team that has scored 351 points this year in 10 games, and 
the school record for points in a season is 362. So you figure two guys get loose in the first quarter against NC State this week, which is entirely possible. There's your record. Um, defensively, the turnaround from the first half against Syracuse to the second half was really one of the storylines that gets overshadowed because the offense is so good because that defense was not stopping anything in the first half. Uh, Syracuse had 425 yards of offense. I was fully geared up for 800 yards, most yards allowed by Wake Forest ever, a week after giving up 710 to Notre Dame. All of a sudden, they give up a field goal on Syracuse's first drive of the second half. The only other points they gave up for the rest of the game were on a block PAT return. It was an incredible flip. Then you add in no Jesse Bates for the second game in a row, and Duke Edgeford gets hurt with a ankle-ish injury four plays into the second quarter. They do it all without those two guys, the two most talented players on that defense. It's kind of surreal when you think about it. And according to it. Tweet I saw Ken Glenn got burned on an RPO <laughs> for a touchdown. Again, I'm sorry to Cam Glenn, but I have never claimed to have a full grasp grasp on RPO assignment football. Yeah, that one's tough. Um, <laughs> you can't play assignment football when they're running RPOs, so that uh, it goes out the window there. But yeah, it, it was. Uh, you know, uh, Dave Clawson was telling us, and, and he kind of had an idea of this, but he lays it out. You had six freshmen take on key roles on that defense in the second half between uh, was two or three defensive linemen. I know Boogie Basham was one who's got one of the best names on the team, if not the best. Carlos Basham Jr., thank God he goes by Boogie. And... Uh, Suleiman Kamara is a defensive tackle. You had Kobe Davis basically line up in the slot and have to play man coverage. You had um, Luke Masterson, who's the Jesse Bates replacement, flying around out there in the second half and making plays. And uh, I talked to Jesse yesterday, and he was down there on the sidelines of Syracuse, and he said it was great to see Luke flying around making plays and smiling again. And he said that, Against Notre Dame, he was just kind of out there slumping his shoulders. He didn't want to be there. He was. It sounded like, without saying it, he was saying that he was overwhelmed by the moment. That was not the case in that second half against Syracuse. He was doing his best Jesse Bates impersonation that he could, and that was a huge factor. Um, you had Jasir Taylor, a true freshman, start the game at corner, which – Playing cornerback against Syracuse and having to match up with um, Urban Phillips and Steve Ishmael is a tough task. I mean, those are two NFL receivers. It didn't matter that Eric Dungy wasn't throwing them the ball because Zach Mahoney was getting them the ball <laughs> quite capably. But, yeah, you throw Jasir Taylor out there for the first half. He, I don't, I don't want to say burned because I might be wrong and – Jasir might correct me just like Cam did. <laughs> but Jasir was struggling at first. Then you have 
soft Richard, sophomore cornerback Amari Henderson, who wasn't in the game because he was hurt, suck it up and go in there and play. And that allowed Jasir to come to the sideline, and then Amari couldn't play anymore because of the foot injury, throw Jasir back out there for the second half. It was like a completely different player, just like it was a completely different defense. When's Bates coming back? Is he gonna Maybe. basically basically is he gonna be available Saturday? Yeah. Uh, so he had a doctor appoint doctor's appointment yesterday afternoon. We talked to him in the morning. Mm-hmm. He was very confident about it. He felt good. Um, Wake will send. We're we're about one o'clock here on. Is it Thursday? Yeah, it's Thursday. Don't worry, dude. It, this football season, all my days bleed together too. Yeah. So, in the next like ten to twelve hours, we'll get the Wake Forest injury <laughs> report, and it'll say Jesse Bates is one of three things or four things, I guess. He he could be out, doubtful, questionable, probable. If he's not listed on there, then he's a full go. So we'll have a we'll have a little wake notebook ready to be <laughs> ready to be thrown online and uh, edited up with his quotes from yesterday and then the the updated injury report. So things tend to get weird in this series. I think that's a pretty light way of putting it. Uh, wake has won six of seven in Winston Salem, I believe. Quite a few of those when they were the clear underdog. What is that? What I mean, does there any anything to that? Does there any feeling about hey, this is just a weird series we have going? Or man, I remember um, the game two years ago. State won, and that was a Jacoby Brissett throwing to open receivers type day. Um, Clawson was was upfront about the fact that uh, I think the last two times they've played State, um, going back last year and then the game two years ago, uh, State has led a combined forty five to nothing after the first quarter. It was twenty eight nothing, I think two years ago, and then seventeen nothing last year, or vice versa. Um, but the game four years ago. I'm pretty sure Pete Thomas was NC State's leading rusher. And anybody that remembers that name is going to remember that that was not a fleet-footed quarterback. <laughs> and was that? The, uh, he was about 6'6", 250 pounds. It's because he's white. Well, John Walford's white. He's fast. <laughs> he's also, he is actually uh, fast. He's not deceptively fast. He's, like, for real fast. Yeah. So he's not Taylor Lamb, who is deceptively fast. He is on App State's coaching staff. That's right. As a as a grad assistant, so it all comes full circle. I'll tell him you said that. You can tell him I said that. I, if if he disagrees and says he's a fast quarterback, then I need a story about. We'll that. have an open debate. <laughs> Actually, I have a better idea. We're gonna we're gonna do a forty yard foot race. Care to come on the podcast and discuss your fleet footedness? <laughs> Defend yourself. Defend yourself, man. But yeah, you know, I think the. <laughs> we gotta leave that in, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you edit that out. Uh, well, oh. Okay, okay, so who would, like, who do you think would win in that foot race? You or Pete Thomas? Man, no training. I used to be fast, and I'm just so fat and out of shape now. He might win. 
Like, what would, like, you know, I mean, are you going to go home now? Are you going to do some footwork, like, do some ladders, like, three-cone drill? I live on the second story now, which, when I lived on the third story in Burlington, uh, I'd feel a little better about doing steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to go, one of the, back when I lived in Mooresville, I used to go work out of the, like, high school football stadium. This was during the summer when no other football players were around, because I made <laughs> sure not to embarrass myself in front of the kids <laughs> that I covered. Never anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, and so yeah, like one of the things was I would run forty yards. I would do a couple forty yard sprints, and I would you know time myself on my phone. And yeah, like everybody thinks, and you know when you're doing like yeah, man, I'm moving so fast, and then like you check the clock, and you're like, holy hell, I am not fast (laughs) at all. Yeah, people like, really you know, don't understand what it takes to run a four, three forty, like just how ridiculously insane. Yeah, even running like a four six forty. Yeah. yeah, even well, anything in I would say anything in the fives. Yeah, anything in the fives is good for yeah. you know like a normal person. Like I, I myself am a rather large, heavy man. I have decent top-end speed. <laughs> Getting going is a little bit of a struggle. So, yeah, when that clock would sit there and say 7.2, I'd be like, all right, well, guess I made the right career choice then because I, I don't think I was fit to be a football player <laughs> or at least a fast one. The combine and have somebody write scouting reports on us in, in the style of like a real NFL scout. I would hate to read a scouting report on myself. And it would have to be anonymous because then I would just hold a grudge on that person for the rest of my I'm life. I'm called Nolan Naraki. <laughs> How's man blood character concern? <laughs> <laughs> Too much laughing. His parents let him go to Myrtle Beach as a child. <laughs> character concern. Tried online dating. Failed. <laughs> Repeatedly. Then I succeeded. Somehow. It's a miracle. Christmas miracle. All right. Everybody so, finds their unicorn somehow. <laughs> App State hits the bye week on a little bit of an upswing, I guess, after beating Georgia, a bad Georgia Southern team that really no one cared to show up for. Yeah, it, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, that game used to have so much pop to it, and it was just not, it was not there on Thursday. But, you know, App finally got a performance of, you know, really dominating on both sides, and they should have, you know, winless Georgia Southern team, but... Um, definitely a needed win after the last couple weeks, and you know now they find themselves in first place again, and they're off resting and get a chance to thin out the the uh, first place standings a little bit by you know potentially taking off Georgia, taking down Georgia State next week. Uh, you've been looking at the scenarios like in which App State could win. What are you seeing play out? You know, it really just takes a lot of things that App can't do anything about. You know, like I. You can look at Texas State, and Texas State has both Troy and Arkansas State on their schedule for the remainder of the season, so there are two chances there for Texas State to really screw some stuff up for one of those teams. And it was what, like a tackle at the one? Yes. Uh, that, yeah. saved, that saved Arkansas that Arkansas State and Troy, or was that the no, game? Uh, no, that was, the, app, that was, uh, that was yeah. the tackle at the one-yard line. That gave Appalachian State a win over oh, Texas yeah, State. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I think yeah, last the, year, AJ they, Howard. they got the Sun Belt Championship because of the late stop on Arkansas State in which 
they scored, but the players reviewed and the guy was down. No, so that was that was this year that I spaced what out. is it? Appalachian State had the ball, they fumbled it at like they at the Texas State like one yard line. Yeah, yeah. And Texas State proceeds to go ninety eight yards in about two minutes and AJ Howard comes up with the stop at the one yard line yeah, too. Okay. And think about that. Like I always marvel at coaches who are like, Well, it doesn't come down to one play. Sometimes it does. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it comes down to one play with one second left on the clock. Always able to work in the Auburn record. But it all I, like just little things like that. You know that stop there. Yeah. So you know if Texas State. So say te- if Texas State beats Troy, Troy has to turn around and beat Arkansas State, and vice versa. If Texas State ends up winning against Arkansas State, Arkansas State has to beat Troy. And so I mean, really, Ad just has to win out and kind of cross their fingers and see what happens. But there's a chance they could they could win this title outright by themselves. But it's going to take a little bit of a little bit of chaos. Do we have bowl scenarios? Camellia times three. I don't think so. Like I just don't know how you could invite App a third time and try to like say that it's going to be a good experience for App. Yeah, I you would. Know? I would hope that they somebody else wises up and takes them because. Sucks for the kids. Sucks for the fan base to have to go there again. Yeah. Not it, that it was like a bad place, but it's just three in a row. It's but it's like, how can you, like, you can't keep relying on the fan base to keep turning out for the same bowl. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how their attendance compared from year one to year two, but I would imagine year three would be a lot less than year one. I would imagine that year two was a lot less than year yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be safe to, safe to wager. I believe that was the case. Um I don't think it was bad. I think I think they had people show up, but there was indeed a dip. So unless you got the Rose Bowl, people don't want to come every year to the same bowl. Yeah. Yes. I want to know how App has another buy because didn't they have a buy after the Wake Week? They did. Yeah. Because there's a no Sun Belt Conference Championship game. Yeah. Yeah. So they got a little more. That's how. They, yeah, they play an extra week in the Sun Belt. Okay. Yep. But that starts next year, right? Yeah, they have Sun a championship game next yeah. year. Yeah. Hmm. Where is that? On campus, Hydro Seed, which will be cool. I think that's a great. Yeah, idea. that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I didn't realize that, but, but yeah. So, I don't think you want to go back to Montgomery again, just from an experience standpoint. Uh, the Dollar General Bowl in Mobile is on December twenty third. South that's Alabama. A, that's a really tough date to sell. Mobile is um, pretty cool. What, is that like on the 23rd? Yeah, 23rd yeah, of December. So that's a really hard date to, I don't know. That's just a hard date to sell to people. And then, you know, you have the bowl in Orlando, which I don't know, I think would be the best choice at this point to go into Orlando. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it doesn't have Dreamland Barbecue. Well, you don't get to visit beautiful lower Alabama. That is true. Um, yeah, I wanted. I was hoping to get to go to Orlando, but also I think the downside is that that I don't know if it's still the case, but that game was on CBS Sports Network, mm-hmm. which is I have all I have the entire sports package on Sling TV right now, and I cannot get CBS Sports Network, and they don't have it on their website to log into. Like, there's no way that you can watch that because I was trying to watch Wichita and Charleston the other night. Very sad. Step it up, CBS. I'm sure you're listening. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, that's apps moving in the right direction. Sounds like they're going to get it right. They're getting it right. That game did look a lot more like the box score you would expect from an app team. 14 pass attempts, 47 rushes for 256. So, and I mean, that's without Jalen Moore, too, again. So, back on schedule. Yeah. Connor, what are Wake Forest bowl scenarios looking like right now? They really want the belt bowl. 
seems like there's mutual interest. Shreveport is just such a curse word that. That S word. Yeah, I, I mean, that S word. It, it, it's everybody that's ever been there swears it's the worst bowl experience ever, or at least for an ACC school. Um, you definitely get an air call about this. <laughs> oh, they, I think they called Friedlander because he was complaining so much about his experience there. Correct. That happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's an article that I found that's 49 things you probably didn't know about Shreveport. Well, I'd like to know a few. I'm I, happy to share. I will Thanks read that when the bowl assignment comes that Wake Forest is headed there. Until then, I will not look at Shreveport. Shreveport is home to some spooky ghosts. The Hanging Tree is supposedly one such haunted site near Cross Lake. When standing underneath the tree, the temperature is rumored to drop 20 degrees and you can hear the moans of children. Is that, is that number one? I was going to say, is that like the Tree of Souls from True Detective? Number four. No monkeying around. Shreveport is home to Chimp Haven, a sanctuary for chimpanzees who have been retired from biomedical research and the entertainment industry. So I would visit that. Can I go? Yeah. Can, go there, that, not That's the open to the public? Okay. You'd be upset yeah. when it's like three... Three chimpanzees and they're all like just so angry at the world. What if they're like mutant chimpanzees? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would be they're, like ten feet tall. So this is a. We should not be testing things on animals. Agreed. To go leftist on the podcast again, but <laughs> I've been doing that lately. It's too bad. Speaking of uh, of which, it's time for the Auburn update. How are we holding on? <laughs> White knuckling it right now. White knuckling it down the highway to hell, baby. I'm sitting there. All right, so. So Obviously, you're mad at this team for making you care again. Right? Exactly. Like, why won't they just let me like slink off into bowl season without having to worry about anything? College football <laughs> ranking comes out at number six after beating down Georgia forty to seventeen, which was quite. It, there was just quite this feeling of joy after struggling against Georgia last year and so many years prior. But so yeah, number six CFP ranking. I'm sitting there like, holy crap, we have a chance to get in. Why are you doing this to me? Only to break my heart. Because what stands between us and that? Alabama. And even, even somehow if we beat Alabama to get to the SEC championship game, who do we have to play? The team we just beat by 23 points. And they're going to be really mad. And I'm going to be really mad too. <laughs> so this is going to end poorly. <laughs> it will probably be worse than me throwing my hat around your living room. Sweet. I'm looking forward to it. No, I, I'm not. Like, it's, Why can't we just go into the offseason like we always do where I'm begging the, the school to fire the coach, but they won't? <sighs> God. I'm sorry a big win against the number one team in the CFP has got you so down. This is the pressure. <laughs> I really hate this team. When did you people forget how to be happy? Uh, when was Saban hired? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty well coincides. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was somewhere around 2000. Well, no, it was the 2010 year. The national championship spoiled us. <laughs> Having Cam Newton spoiled us. So Having we... Nick Marshall spoiled us. <laughs> Where are we going to power rank this week? All right. Wait. I think I have a better idea we than power, power ranking. We power oh. rank to the pizza. Pizza places. Okay. I gotta say Domino's. I ordered Domino's well, uh, the other night yeah, okay. on Sunday, and it was pretty good. So we have Thanksgiving coming up next week. What about power ranking Thanksgiving foods? I'm into that. Or also power ranking Thanksgiving topics of discussion to avoid. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's a. Those are both very good. Yes. 
I got I got some I I got some really good experience with this. <laughs> a couple of years ago, I lived. Let's just say I lived in the international dorm my freshman year of college, which exposed to me to many types of people. I have friends all over the world. A couple of my good friends are from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. They are you know not religious people, but they are Muslims. So I these are a couple of my best friends in the entire world. I'm sitting down next to someone that I, they're like a you know. Someone married into the family or something. I don't know this person at all. Right. I have no idea how the conversation got here. This guy turns to me and he goes, you know, Obama and the Muslims are trying to take over America. Oh. Whew. Well, okay, first, what was your facial expression right at? Like, did your eyebrows just go up and your eyes get really wide? I think I just kind of, like, kept smiling. I was like... I don't think so. I gotta go. <laughs> that was a good call. I excuse myself for another pour of wine, which I think I drank like an entire bottle of this thing because it came completely off the rails. Um, so, I mean, that's always a good discussion to have with the family. Um, I don't know. What, what, what other ones do we want to get into this year? Anything to do with the NFL protests. Yeah, I think that's... Because the NFL's on all day. Oh, uh, yeah. That'll be bad. Yeah, that one's going to come up. Yeah. The, uh, the NFL protest actually came up the other day when uh, my wife and I were leaving Mass. And we like stopped by a table and we were talking to uh, somebody there. And they mentioned, like, hey, I don't really watch the NFL besides the Panthers anymore because they don't do any of that riffraff. Was this, uh, was this unprompted? Uh, we were, so it was, like, it was, like, me talking to them about trying to do some outreach for the church. Just, like, try to get in the community community or something and like just kind of chatting and then that pops up and I was like those people are very proud to tell you that they're like you don't even have to ask yeah and I'll Ke- watch that Kelly was just like ah, I think we ought to go and I was like alright let's do that <laughs> <laughs> just trying to mow yards for the community guy Mowing yards. You know, the Carolina Panthers play on a very nicely mowed uh, field. Let me tell you about the Carolina Panthers and why I don't watch them. Is that how they got there? Is that the that could be the progression? Uh, I, was, I, I thought, I thought you were about to watch into something. I thought you were too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought real. Yeah, I, I was trying to uh, diagram that thought process of how that man unsolicitedly told you about his NFL protest. I'm trying to build my yard up like the crown on the Bank of America Stadium. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what I like about the Panthers. I um, just I just want the takes of the man walking to the window right now. Uh, I don't think the world is ready to hear from him quite yet on some of this. Um, what else do we not want to talk about at Thanksgiving? Uh, Uranium One. Yes. Uh, the three UCLA basketball players. Oh uh, yeah, they were. Um, they better be darn grateful. The great. Great leader got them out of trouble over there. Speaking of that, I don't want to talk about the great leader. <laughs> the great leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. My uh, so when I when we got to uh, a family member's Thanksgiving last year, my one of my family members had a "Make America Great Again" flag flying, and it uh, that kicked off the day pretty well. Wow. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna show up at Thanksgiving in a Kaepernick jersey, guys. Let it go. <laughs> oh, I think I'm just gonna remove myself from that this year. I'm gonna go to my mom's. I'm gonna have lunch. 
Last year I got the flu on Thanksgiving, so I, I automatically got to avoid all that stuff. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I spent uh, four days vomiting and losing 15 pounds, which is it's a really good way to kickstart your diet, um, but it's bad for business. <laughs> <laughs> I got to drive up to Richmond to cover an FCS playoff game while like, occasionally thinking that I might pull over and vomit slash... It's like, maybe I'll just die on the side of the road here. I think this is it. <laughs> Who are you covering? <laughs> I had the A&T Richmond uh, game in the playoffs last year after A&T lost and didn't go to the Celebration Bowl, okay. which um, hopefully I'm angling maybe to uh, get to go down and be a part of the Celebration Bowl coverage this year because that looks like an incredible experience. Yeah. It seems really cool. You covered you covered Central A&T last year, right? Yes. Yeah. It was the best, by far my favorite experience of the year. The absolute greatest. Because that's this weekend. Yeah. That is this weekend. I'll be missing that this weekend. I'm getting back to my roots this weekend, covering high school football. And All depending right. on which fan base you talk to, it's the Aggie Eagle or the Eagle Aggie. And depending on which fan base you talk to, uh, it's not really a rivalry. They just really hate us for some reason. <laughs> Broadway was just talking the other day. Like, yeah, they, they really hate us. We don't really know why. But they, they really hate us. We don't really care about them. <laughs> but, I love That's the ultimate disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that. So we got like high school the, football like, playoffs going. Coach to coach disrespect is amazing. Yeah. Like and we all we can all talk about it, we can all agree that Spurrier was pretty much a master at it. Oh yeah. Like there was I mean, you know, the you citrus without UT. You can't spell citrus without UT. That was a good <laughs> line, but there was I think it was leading up to one of the cocktail parties. Like they had a joint press conference with both coaches. Spurrier basically says that as long as Ray Goff is the coach at the University of Georgia, the Bulldogs will never beat the Gators. And, like, Ray Goff was sitting right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it does not get more disrespectful than that. It's just See, so that's fun to have someone to keep it real. Like, in a time period where everything is so programmed, you know, just keeping it real and having fun with it. Imagine, Did, imagine interviewing Barry Switzer in the 80s. Oh, Didn't man. you get the sense that, like, Dabo was happy that Doran said what he said because it was like, oh, that's like what Spurrier used to say to me. Now I can have a little back and forth yeah. with this guy. I got license to kill now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there's there's somebody else that I can screw with. Uh, that's great. And uh, Bradley Chubbs kept it up. Like some Clemson fans na- uh, mailed him a towel. Yep. And then there's like a video of him wearing it around the facility. <laughs> Clawson brought it up Tuesday. Clawson. Yeah. I asked a question about Bradley Chubb and Harold Landry being similar, and among the first things Clawson said was, we're going to have all of our towels sewn onto our uniforms. Perfect. <laughs> I believe Spurrier's quote about your alma mater was a good one. Oh, hit me with it. There was a fire in a dorm that destroyed 20 books, and, he, and Spurrier said, but the real tragedy is that they hadn't been colored 15 of them. <laughs> The exact quote is, but the real tragedy was that 15 hadn't been colored yet. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, yeah. No rebuttal for that. (laughs) My application was one page. (laughs) It's cool. I wasn't there there to play school. (laughs) What were you you doing? Just hanging out? Playing alcohol. <laughs> and it's time for our weekly PSA. <laughs> just going through, every time I go through these Spurrier quotes, it's, uh, he's talking about 
We are in LSU and we are in Alabama, but we sure ain't Clemson. <laughs> that one came back to bite them. Well, I think that'll uh, about do it for us this week. Anybody got uh, anything to eat they want to throw out there? Oh, uh, wait, are we doing lunch reviews? Yeah, lunch reviews. Lunch reviews. The Burger King in Syracuse was satisfactory. <laughs> That's all I can give you. I, I left the Carrier Dome a little before 10 o'clock, and by the time I got to my hotel, Little Caesars was closed, Subway was closed. Once again, Little Caesars lets you down. Yeah. Man, I hated trying to get out of the Carrier Dome. Like the first time I tried to get out, I struggled to get out of that building. Yeah. It was... Uh, There's no guidance whatsoever. The one thing that I will say, it was extremely cool to sit up there and watch a football stadium become a basketball stadium. Oh, yeah, man. Don't think about that, but they're putting down pieces of the floor, and then you see a basketball hoop come out. That was really fun. Yeah. And then I had to eat Burger King, and it was less fun. Did you get a Whopper? I got some kind of bacon cheeseburger, but I mean, it's just... Some chicken fries? God, give me... Do they still make chicken fries? Give me at least Wendy's if I'm going to have to get those. Okay, so are we doing like fast food power rankings? I don't know. I just that was well, the that be, we can do power fast food power rankings next week. Uh, that'll be a good topic to hang on to. Yep. I think my lunch review for the week, and it's been a, an old standby for me, is uh, Sensi's in downtown Greensboro, mm-hmm. right across from the News and Record within the office. Every time I'm over there, take a the short two block walk over, get a, a nice bowl of the Cincinnati style chili, little sweet. Little, it's not your traditional chili. It's a little, it's not runny or anything. It's served over noodles. You get it any way you want, but I go with uh, the four-way onion with cheese, onions, and then a, a garlic roll, and it is absolutely delicious. I'm halfway to a free chili now with five uh, five punches on my card. So it's a very Peter King selection. Yes, thank you. Now, <laughs> I told the lady at the desk about Robin Williams. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Back from a meeting in Greensboro last week, stopped at Prissy Polly's Barbecue in, in K Vegas. Very, very good stuff. Just had the simple Lexington style barbecue plate. The macaroni and cheese, though, that's the real that's the real thing because you know they put like they got like the breadcrumbs on top Ooh. of it. Solid, solid choice. Yeah, highly recommended. Anything for you? Yeah, I actually went to Crafted last night, the taco place. It was very good. The taco, it had pulled pork. Uh, pimento mac and cheese, a couple other things. I could have eaten. I could have eaten forty of those. Eaten. Eaten. I could. I got so excited about that taco, I lost all sense of grammar. Uh, oh, words. I mean, just embrace <laughs> the Stokes County. It's okay. <laughs> and I have that, had that. I have had that taco crafted. By the way, yeah. that one's like the boxcar or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. It is unreal. Very, very good. Yeah. The only time I've been there, that's what I had. I didn't remember it until now. You're welcome. Can we go there? Like, I'm not are, you, are you good with eating there twice in about yeah. 18 hours? Absolutely. Okay. I'm not opposed. We covering high school football this weekend? Absolutely. You are? Mm-hmm. You got one? Oh. Big time off the hook over here. Look <laughs> at you. No, I, more, no I, more covering the slop as some of our... No. <laughs> this man... <laughs> This man's, a, this man's is a road warrior this weekend. The yeah. slop is the Paradise Jam in Lynchburg, Virginia. 
this is an allusion to one of our uh, colleagues in the media who covers everything not an ACC basketball game covering slop. So um, it's a little bit of a unique point of view on things. I quite enjoy covering high school football and most anything that we get an opportunity to cover because, hey, uh, we're right about football for a living. But anyway. I mean, high school football is one of the best things I've ever done. Especially playoff football. Uh, it's it's so a blast. There is a... There is there are a few feelings like walking into a stadium on a Friday night, especially playoffs, chilly. You know, they so got the little like, uh, little trailer over there making the fish fry. It smells great. delicious. Yeah, you yeah. see uh, if it's a really cold one, like you see all the people out in their camo hunting gear, so yeah, like coveralls. Yeah. So you're going up Mount Airy. Yeah. This is first time up at Wallace Shelton. Yeah. Ah, oh, awesome experience. You guys do do a great job up there. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I mean, like, I went as a student in high school, but there was never really a game to watch when North Stokes went up to Mount Airy, so. But, hey. They ate them up good, didn't they? Yeah. Um, they, I, I, I remember, a, I was actually talking about a kid that used to play for Mount Airy today. His name was Michael Dobson. He ended up going to ECU. He was kind of a tallish running back, and he was very good and very fast. Well, I have parlayed uh, my opportunity to cover Dudley at New Hanover into a weekend in Wilmington where it looks like it's going to be about 70 and sunny on Saturday. So, played it right. Might be a game of red car. Red car!